0: Wait, 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 wait. Don't skip ahead just yet. I know you were about to. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, then you'll love mine too. If you like podcasts that break down
1: all of your favorite water cooler reality TV shows like The Real Housewives or big budget movies like Wakanda Forever, then this is the podcast for you. Subscribe to my
0: podcast, Reality and Comics 2, and listen to episodes like my interview with Robin Dixon of The Real
1: Housewives of Potomac or my interviews with your favorite bombshells from Love Island, USA. That's Reality and Comics 2. And I'm Kendrick. See you there. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike
0: the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds
1: explode. Hi, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. But we are here with two really other cute ones today, and that is Sophie and Nava, two of the three hosts of Podcrush. Hello. Hi. Hi. So excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you for bringing us on. on. I was listening to your podcast, and I was like, oh my God, they are like our show, except like scholarly. Like, (laughs) they (laughs) are humans, and we're like the zoo version (laughs) of (laughs) them. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I love it. People come to like poke our cages so we can throw poop <laughs> at them and you guys are like delivering a TED talk.
2: <laughs> oh my god, Penn will be so happy to hear that. his like, dream is to be yeah. a scholar. <laughs> but he's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can pretend to be
3: an
1: actor. <laughs> He plays one on TV. Exactly. Yeah. So before we start talking about EZA, which we're talking about today, can you let people know about your podcast? Yeah, we'd love to.
3: So Pod Crushed is the name of our podcast, and it centers on sort of two simultaneous things. So listeners of the show submit their real middle school stories of like awkward, heartbreaking, humiliating, strange kind of experiences, often coming of age experiences, and Penn narrates them. And then we bring on a guest, often a friend of Penn's, um, to talk about their own kind of middle school coming of age and how it's shaped their current passions and projects. Sophie, would you
2: add anything? Um, it's scholarly, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's like I, I think what we try to do is find some kind of happy medium between yes, <laughs> scholarly and uh And funny. So hopefully each episode brings a little bit of both.
3: I read a review that said it's both frothy and thoughtful. And I (laughs) thought that was pretty accurate.
0: Yeah, that's a great review. (laughs) I was going to say, our cuties like to leave reviews that are basically like a backhanded compliment. They're like, we love the show. Chelsea, you are an idiot. How can you not like Center Stage?
3: (laughs) Do you not like Center Stage?
0: There's too much dancing for me. Oh,
3: I love Center Stage. It's one of my favorite movies. You and
0: everyone yeah. else. I really thought I was going to have to go into the Witness Protection Program after that episode aired because all of our listeners were You're like, canceled. well, there goes all credibility. And I was like, I was not aware I had credibility. So thank
1: you. And that was actually the one that left that review. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it was
0: me. <laughs> She's like, I hope my name's not on there. Yeah,
2: that's why I
1: invited her on today. I was like, oh, we need to speak to her. <laughs> A public stoning. <laughs> 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 So we are talking about Easy A today. So I want to give a little background. This is when I'm scholarly. I'm going to give a little background (laughs) information and trivia about the movie. It came out September 17th, 2010, which was a Friday, as you guessed it. At the top of the billboard charts was Teenage Dream, Love the Way You Lie, Dynamite, Just the Way You Are, and I Like It. So we're really setting the tone here. All of those Mm -hmm. are songs that are in, now that's what I call Donnie's <laughs> greatest hits, because they are just <laughs> perfect. At the top of the box office was The Town. I haven't seen it, but it's a Ben Affleck movie. Like Lively's in it. That's how I oh. even know remotely of it. Yeah. I think they wear monkey masks and rob a bank. I'm not sure, but Blake Lively <laughs> is fine.
2: Love that synopsis.
1: (laughs) That's what the back of the DVD Uh, said, too, I think. (laughs) Also in September of 2010, Glee aired its Britney Spears episode. So I want to dive into a little conversation here. Were you Gleeks at all? Oh, yeah. I loved Glee.
2: Uh, Don't Stop Believing was like an anthem after it's that so show good. I thought the pilot
3: was like brilliant I think I watched the pilot five times like I was obsessed with it yeah
1: because wow. they aired I remember they aired the pilot and then you had to wait like four months before the show came on so I taped it I think on a VHS wow. I don't maybe DVR was
0: it over your sister's like 16th birthday
1: yeah I taped over my sister's oh. first birthday with the Muppet no. yeah, clearly that's the sister that doesn't a like criminal. me I don't know <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. I
0: wasn't a gleek. And actually, Donnie, I know that you brought this up so that you could talk about glee and just be like, ha ha, Chelsea, I had no reason, <laughs> I had an excuse, but <laughs> jokes on you, because now I can make you scream. I have not seen like a single moment of glee. Ever. I mean,
2: what? I want. Not even a single moment. No.
0: And you do this podcast with Donnie?
2: Like, I think it's
3: time. No, don't word
1: it like that. Ask me why I do the podcast with her.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Chelsea, it sounds like you're not into music or dancing. Is that? Accurate? Oh, yeah.
0: Center stage, glee. Just, so I just, fun. I belong in that town in Footloose. Just no music or dancing, please, for
1: me. She's trying Thanks. to bring it back. Chelsea was an athlete in high school. So oh. when, I, yeah, when I tell people, that it connects a lot of (laughs) everything's making
2: sense
1: (laughs) the taglines of this film were a comedy about a good girl a small favor and a big rumor and then the tagline I like better is let's not and say we did cute
3: Oh, that's good. That's good. Whoever
1: wrote that one, yeah. I hope they got a raise. The budget <laughs> for the movie was $8 million and it made 17734000 So it doubled its profits. I don't know what it takes <laughs> in Hollywood to like be good, but...
2: I yeah, think- I mean, the budgets in Hollywood are so... I guess they're changing now, but they're so bloated that... It just, none of it, it's like not real. It's like Monopoly money to me. I'm like, cool. (laughs) It doubled its multi-million dollar budget. It did like put Emma Stone on the map, right? It was like so important to her career. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. I shouldn't underplay it. I guess it means a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then that's even crazier why it cost eight million. Like nobody in it was particularly like.
0: Excuse me. First of all, their co-host was in it. Penn. Bachelors. Yeah. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> we're going to tell Penn to listen to the part where you
2: call him scholarly, but not the rest of it. <laughs> like, stop <laughs> listening. Turn, in three it minutes.
1: turn it off. <laughs>
0: Put that on the Patreon. No, but, I mean, ter-
1: like they didn't need to pay Emma Stone six million dollars. Yeah, yeah. just Penn. And Penn did all the stunt work in that gopher costume. So besides that. Wait, did he actually? I don't think so. You'll have to (laughs) ask
2: I need to ask ask him about that.
0: that. Yeah,
3: We'll tweet you guys the answer. Yeah, (laughs) please please
0: do. (laughs) Uh. Well, they're also Stanley Tucci. The Tooch was in it.
3: You're That's right, right. right. And Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: It was actually star-studded. Yeah. yeah. Thomas
0: Hayden Church Fred Armisen was, was in it for a
2: second. Yeah. Amanda Bynes at yeah. her height, right? I
1: was, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was a bunch of nobodies. It was practically a student. We cannot so. air this. <laughs> <laughs> So it was directed by Will Gluck, who also directed Friends with Benefits, the Annie reboot, which I can't praise enough. Will Gluck, thank you for your service. And Peter Rabbit 1 and 2.
0: Thank you for your service oh, for
1: those cool. as well. Wow. <laughs> Quite a repertoire. Yeah, it takes all kinds. <laughs> and then the writer was Bert V. Royal, which every time I read it, I thought I was reading like a court case name. Mm. This is how <laughs> bad of a podcast we are. It didn't take until the last time that I was like, oh, that is someone's name. <laughs> I <guess."> Jesus Christ, <laughs> so- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Burt V. Royal also wrote Cruel Summer on Freeform which I also love I do like Cruel Summer it was so good I'm very upset that the second season is going to be a whole new cast I understand why anthologies are a thing but I was really in it for that short haired girl whatever her name was
3: really in it for her though
1: (laughs) And then the last bit of trivia for this movie before I let other people speak is Emma Stone dropped out of Sucker Punch, one of my favorite movies of all time, to do this. And she had an asthma attack during the fake sex scene from jumping on the bed. No. No.
2: Nava has asthma. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've never
3: had it during like a fake sex moment, but (laughs) I do have asthma.
1: Wow. You and Emma Stone. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Stars. They're just like us.
1: (laughs) So now I will not be the only one speaking. What character, if any, do you identify as from this movie?
3: I think I identify most with Olive, which is obnoxious because she's the lead, but <laughs> but that is like if I had to choose one, it would be her.
1: Main character energy. I get it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. She was like quirky and kind of funny and a virgin, and I was all of those things in high school. So I definitely <laughs> identified when I when I watched it.
2: Yeah, I feel like for me it was also Olive because I think I felt so much pressure in high school to pretend I'd done more than I had. I remember when I was in seventh grade, I missed a party and I found out at that party two friends had sex. (gasps) In seventh grade? Seventh grade. I told someone this story, someone who's Gen Z, and I I told them this story last night and they were like, oh, now it's happening in fifth grade. (laughs) What? Anyway. I, I distinctly remember I had to go and ask a friend, like, what is sex? Wow. <laughs> like, what, what is actual sex? Like, I know it's intimate. I know yeah. you're lying down usually. <laughs> but what is it? And she described it to me. She, like, used hand motions. It was really graphic. Wow. But, yeah, um, yeah so I, I feel like I was like Olive. <laughs> I was like, didn't know as much as my peers and, mm. and felt like I had to pretend I did for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just going to make it 3 for 3 of the <laughs> women on this podcast. I mm-hmm. also said all of I also was very not in high school, but like I was very naive until I wasn't. I think probably mm-hmm. one of my mother and my favorite shared memories that doesn't produce any residual cringe is when I asked her what a blowjob was because I'd heard it. A girl in my seventh grade had gotten suspended for giving a guy a blowjob in the bathroom. And so I came home and I was like, mom, what is a blowjob? Did the guy get suspended too or just the girl? Oh, good the guy got suspended as well. Yeah. I was ready to be like, fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. No, but very much, very true to the plot of this movie. Nobody was talking about him. That was like awesome for him. And then mm-hmm. she was branded right. a slut for like the rest of wow. time. But yeah, I I was under the impression that a blowjob was just, you know, <laughs> Just give him a nice little breeze, a summer breeze. I love the ASMR for people. <laughs> but also I'm Olive because she likes to get attention by any means necessary, which mm-hmm. like same same. And also her brand of feminism, while ultimately right, is exhausting and that is like literally my personal brand. I will <laughs> find a way. I love that.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) For all the reasons you said, I also was Olive in high school because I was like naive and stuff but I also am a Micah because I love to be a part of a group that judges people but also like don't follow those rules myself so Mm. my like overarching thing wasn't Christianity to judge people it was just like being pretty I guess (laughs) but then like I can do whatever I want I don't need to follow the rules that you have to follow
2: (laughs) that's so funny
1: and I say high school but still a little bit now but that is something we're working through in talk to me in a year maybe that will change oh my god so now we've reached the part of the show where we put the pressure on both of you so we're gonna put one minute on the clock and can you give us a synopsis of this movie
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we can.
1: All right.
2: We did write some things down. This part n- made us nervous. So we wrote some Truly, down. Truly,
0: he always says the pressure's on. The pressure is not on. As you've seen, this is what we're working with. So anything you say will be much better than anything that comes out of our mouths. Okay, true. awesome.
2: All right, so Virgin One lies to another virgin about not being a virgin. (laughs) Religious fanatic overhears the lie and spreads it. And then Virgin One helps Virgin Three, who is a new virgin in the story, get clout by pretending to have very loud sex at a house party.
3: Virgin One seems pretty unaffected by her reputation going down the drain rather quickly until, enter heartthrob mascot, pen Badgley. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Listen to podcast.
2: (laughs) Somehow coupons to Home Depot seemed enough for Virgin One to focus all of her attention on having pretend sex with every other virgin in school. Creepily over-invested and somehow simultaneously underinvested adults are peppered throughout. I got a pocket, got a pocket <laughs> full of sunshine.
3: Mascot and Virgin One end up together in a plot twist that no
2: one saw. Co- oh, wait,
3: we all saw it coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and like in every other movie, Stanley Tucci is the standout in this one, too.
1: How do we do? That was just perfect. <laughs> yeah, if you two want to host our podcast, we'll just give up. If you We'll swap, we'll swap. <laughs> we start this movie with Olive Pendergast, a student at a distinguished high school who Google Earth couldn't even find if she was dressed like a 10-story building. So she lies to her best friend, Virgin Number 2, also named Rhiannon, <laughs> about losing her virginity with a boy from community college so she doesn't have to go camping with her and her weird, nudist, hippie stoner parents. <laughs> she just <laughs> wants to stay home and listen to the same thing 30 seconds of pocket full of sunshine instead of just downloading it on LimeWire, which is <laughs> fine. You do you? So I have two questions. I want to ask you. Number one, what is a distinguished school? Because I don't know. Is that a real thing? I certainly wasn't in one.
3: That's a great question. We both were associated with schools. So I feel like we should know yeah, the answer, like, but huh. maybe it's like one that's doing better in the rankings.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Maybe. All right, we'll go with I that. I know there's
0: like, charter schools and stuff like there's schools where like you have to apply or there's like a specialty or it's like for very bright students but i do have my reservations for this school being called distinguished given (laughs) the riffraff they let
2: Mm -hmm. work there but
0: we will definitely get oh my god yes all of that (laughs) oh my god
1: (laughs) And then were any of your friends, hopefully they don't listen to this podcast episode, but were any of your friends known for having weird parents? Because I asked that question in the outline and then I was like, I can't think of any. So maybe I'm the one with weird parents. You know how they say like, (laughs) if you can't think of anyone else, it's (laughs) you. you. I think that's me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: a good question. Oh my gosh. This happened to me. I'll get to the weird parents thing, but this happened. I watched a TikTok, and it was like, everyone has the naked neighbor and if you can't think of yours then you are it and I was like oh oh my god I'm 100% the naked neighbor like 100% I'm like one story up is enough like people can't see in but they definitely can
1: yeah. yeah I know for a fact that I'm the naked neighbor and then because I was a theater kid there's that trick like if you can see them they can see you so I always yeah. try to play by those rules, but Uh when I'm not looking out the window, I still think that counts. I can't see them if I'm facing the TV, but they can still see me. You are the grown-up
0: equivalent of my two daughters who... At three and four years old should understand hide and seek better than they do. But I count and they literally will like put their head under a pillow. And I have to be like, where are they? I wonder where they are. But it's like at some point they need to learn the lesson. But I guess, Donnie, maybe they don't.
3: I won't say names, but I had a friend whose dad was... I I think, honestly, alcoholic. So his behavior was, like, very weird around people frequently. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of in a fun way, so
2: you didn't, like, (laughs) dread seeing him. You were just kind of like, what's going to happen this time? You know? Okay, I like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think, did I have friends who had weird parents? Oh, uh, actually, (laughs) I did. When I was in, I think I was in eighth grade, I went for a sleepover at my friend's house. And then I went home and I told my mom, like, oh, yeah, uh, her dad um, just like came down to the basement where we were all sleeping and like tickled all of us. Yeah. That feels like a salt. No, no, I, I, I know. <laughs> he was like, it was like a tickle party. <laughs> as an adult, I was like, that's weird. That was really
3: funny. <laughs> Donnie's <scary>. face. <laughs> I'm very conflicted about this.
2: Yeah. No, not, I mean, nothing, I am, I, mm-hmm. I could be very honest and say like nothing beyond that happened, but yeah, even that is is terrible. And that was definitely, definitely weird.
1: Now, you know? this is where I'll say, I know for a fact I had the weird parents. He what? never did it to any of my friends. He never did it to any of I my friends. I don't
0: like that you have to start with a preface like this
1: after the tickle party. Well, spring. it gets worse because my dad used to have lick. Liquid- Time where he would lick us, and like not not on the lips, not like on the ear, but like where? Not on the private. Like Like
2: naming every
3: body part. Not here, not there. I want specific. Show Show
1: me on the doll. Yes, show me where. It was too much.
0: I don't like that you're not giving body parts.
1: (laughs) I don't remember. I just know that, like, I never thought it was inappropriate. I never thought it was yeah. inappropriate. I just thought it was weird. And, like, yeah. stop, get your tongue off me. I never thought, like, oh, <laughs> I should call the police.
3: Is your dad a golden
0: retriever?
1: <laughs> I mean, more or less.
0: Um, I was just going to talk about how my parents went to a lot of music festivals, but... <laughs> And that's when your hatred
3: of music started
0: <laughs> It's all coming together now. Oh,
3: God.
0: No, oh. I didn't go to any tickle parties or lickathons, <laughs> so <laughs> I get it. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more.
1: There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes.
0: That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there working through a lot today. We
1: love trauma bonding. So so unfortunately, Virgin One's Lie is heard by Marianne Bryant, the school's resident loud Christian. And her previous work includes getting the mascot changed from a blue devil to a woodchuck because the former was too offensive. And after overhearing Olive's story, she has a new project to save her soul. I do want to talk about really quick while we're talking about... Marianne. I do want to talk about this Christian girl that was at my high school. I want to say mm-hmm. her full name so bad, but I know I can't. Basically, she just and this isn't really funny, so maybe whatever. But basically, she just told like <laughs> Jewish people and gay people that we'd go to hell oh. and she can save us mm-hmm. all the time. She oh, told us that. Jesus. So like oh. this girl was a true demon. And then, oh, it is funny. I forgot about this twist. Then she got pregnant out of wedlock after, <laughs> after oh. high school. And I was like, oh, karma yeah. does exist. Yes. I don't know if God does, but <laughs> karma does. She's the real
0: Micah. She's- yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Anytime oh I get like a horribly despicable DM, without fail, I will click because I mm. am that bitch that I'm like, let me go see. Hmm, and without fail, it's like Jesus saves, live, laugh, love, mother of four. Choose kindness. No, and I'm like, really, Brenda? Choose kindness. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I know. I, I
2: I've heard so many people say similar things, like people who have bigger followings. Same thing. It's
0: always the people who have choose kindness. Or it's a dog Instagram account.
2: Oh, oh. really? That's like <laughs> and then it's like, well,
0: Sparky, that's mean. I think that your dog pictures are adorable, but like, please don't call me a bitch. That's your mother, Sparky. <laughs>
3: So I'm Baha'i. It's a like a religion that's not Christianity and is the best description ever of the Baha'i. <laughs> um and I went to college in Texas in San Antonio to a liberal arts college where there was like a large Christian population. And um, I did have several people tell me that they said it kind of lovingly. Like I had one person say <laughs> my entire lovingly. prayer group is praying for you because we really don't want you to go to hell. You're such a good person. Oh my god! And someone else was like, I really struggle with knowing that like you're a good person, but you're definitely going to hell. <laughs> So yeah, I had a few a few yeah. people like tell me to my face, you know. Me too in high
2: school. I because I'm not school. Christian. I I remember a girl. I also just wanted to say her full name for sure. <laughs> That's really hard not to yeah, do. I think I asked her one day. I was like, "Do you think I'm going to hell?" And well, she, you set yourself yeah, up. I, so big. She was nice enough not to say it to me, but then she couldn't deny. She was like, "Well, yeah." I do. And then I think that was just the end of the conversation. Facts
1: because, like, are facts. So big. <laughs> like, all
2: right. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, no, our yeah. girl used to like take joy in it. Like she would yeah. almost, oh, wow. I felt like Next level. there was like fake pamphlets oh, she was God. handing out, but just verbal pamphlets.
0: Yeah. Oh. That's, that's awful. awful. I'm yeah. so sorry. Well, there you. is nothing more exhausting in this world than like, youth group energy like a group (laughs) of youth group kids in a coffee shop there's nothing worse oh my it's manic it's repressed it's horny it is so horny and it honestly I do have a theory that Donnie your like total being in existence kind of like proves me correct about it because it's gonna be good (laughs) this is like hmm, one of our reviews just a nice backhanded compliment (laughs) so there is a youth group to theater kid pipeline just like churning out (laughs) drama queens and my personal opinion is like if a youth group kid can graduate to a theater kid they become Mm -hmm. like my favorite Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. but if they don't make it to that like pokemon style evolution Mm -hmm. to full theater kid and they stay in the youth group kid they become my least favorite people
1: oh. mm-hmm. you see it's a really yeah line. Mm-hmm. because you know you can just say it the gay youth group kids <laughs> yeah. are the ones you like because <laughs> in youth group like at church choir and stuff i would always ask to be jesus in like anytime we had to dress up and sing but that's just because i wanted to be the center of attention yeah. it's not because like i related to him i was like i'll oh, give it <laughs> Please,
2: let me be in the manger. Within seconds,
1: the whole school knows about Olive and she's the center of everyone's attention. And coincidentally, she's reading the Scarlet Letter in English class and finds she connects heavily to the themes in the book. I was supposed to read The Scarlet Letter in 12th grade English, but it was only honors English, which I signed up for. I was never honors classes my whole life. And then I signed up for honors English because I was like, Oh yeah, I love English. I can definitely do it. My grades are good. And then the teacher called me the summer before twelfth grade and said, you know, it's gonna be really hard so then i said oh. yeah yeah you're right <laughs> so then i quit oh, wow. so then i didn't have to read it but he really stopped oh, me from being smart goodness. for a year
2: wow, <laughs> wow. that sucks I that know. your teacher yeah. said that like oh, that yeah. you signed up for it you were excited about it and then yeah. like well, that's very not upsetting. for you.
3: i i'm trying to, i did read it i'm trying to, i was an english teacher i was actually an, an english honors teacher for ninth grade for one year and i'm trying to remember if i assigned the scarlet letter I think I might have, but I'm not positive. But I've read it at least twice. Yeah. Wow. Did
0: you call any students and crush their dreams during <laughs> <Yeah>. the summer? <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite
3: part of
2: summer—annihilating
1: <laughs> <laughs> children's hopes. You just did it on the beach.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I never read Scarlet Letter. I went to high school in China. Actually, I went to an international school, so it was like an international curriculum. But no, no Scarlet Letter. So this was—I think Easy A came out when I was in tenth grade, actually, and I think that was my first. Oh, wow! Uh, exposure to it yeah
0: yeah i i think i read it i think i liked it i liked english so if i liked a subject i liked it then if i mm-hmm. didn't then i was a devil so checked yeah. out.
1: <laughs> and a lot of time the english teacher also taught theater arts. so i was like if you have the same interests then i can enjoy your interests so mm-hmm. i'll pay attention yeah but math and social studies forget it forget where were you it. january 6th that's what I have to ask to every math and social studies teacher.
3: I thought you were asking us. I was like, are yeah. we
2: giving off a vibe? That-
3: <laughs> Rethinking everything. I, promise.
2: <laughs> well, I-, I wanted to ask you guys, did you have a teacher like Mr. Griffith, like a teacher that you really cared about their opinion, who like kind of took you under their wing?
1: Yes. In sixth grade my math teacher and i hated math but i loved him Hmm. we would every wednesday we would talk about what happened on buffy the night before so i was like i love love this man and in hindsight he was very gay so maybe that's why i liked him (laughs) as well but i just knew i loved him yeah
3: can i just tell like a quick story please yeah the most that i ever cried in high school which is probably i i I had like a very sheltered upbringing (laughs) um things got tougher after but One of the most like I've ever, ever cried, like broke down, like fell down a wall crying was when um, Buffy kills Angel before he turns good again. And she still stakes him. I I, like I was like devastated, (laughs) like couldn't stop crying,
1: like such a wreck. It was so good. That was high drama. And Chelsea's never seen that.
0: I I, I was waiting for it. I was trying to (laughs) chuckle politely. Yeah, I promised Donnie at this point about a year ago that I would get into Buffy with him he said he would watch The Office for me and I would watch Buffy for Mm. him he has almost finished all what eight plus seasons of The Office and I have yet to start so dang
1: so that's our friendship
0: (laughs) I am watching Big Brother though and that's a commitment that's like a thousand times Mm. a week and I'm doing that for you
3: (laughs) you're right I'll allow it your kids are raising themselves now yeah
0: <laughs> That's why they're doing hide and seek. They're just trying to get my attention somehow.
1: <laughs> they have their heads in the toilet. They're like,
0: come <laughs> find us. Like, mommy, I won HOH. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, after an argument with one of Marianne's flying monkeys, Olive finds herself in detention with the school's token rumored gay boy, Brandon. She confesses to him that the rumor is a lie and urges him to pretend to be straight so that he doesn't get bullied anymore. And I.
0: I was like, questionable. Yeah, advice. I did not remember that
1: this, like, I knew the movie but i did not remember that this is how we got there <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was a lot of jokes and I, we'll get to it in the what age well and what age like blockbuster yeah. segments there was a lot of jokes where it's like you could tell this was on the cusp of like i knew what they were trying to do of making yes. a lot of jokes of like normalizing it and we're saying all these funny things that are kind of backhanded compliments or just straight up digs but it's because we are accepting and we're so accepting mm-hmm. that we can like mock gay people like we would anyone but it just right. kind of comes off as like homophobic in a different type of way yeah it didn't mm-hmm.
1: sting yeah. like some of the movies we've watched you could tell come from like a place of we're making fun of you and you we're calling
0: you, you the f word yeah
1: so mm-hmm. this didn't like sting watching these kind of jokes but It was cringy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: Also, this is not the point, but I found personally that life got easier after coming out. So, like Mm -hmm. if she would have told him, just come out, you'll be fine. Before that, bullies thought they were holding something over you when they call Uh you gay and stuff. But then once you come out, they call you gay, and you're like, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's that's exactly (laughs) right. I remember one time, and this was college, this was later, but in college, I was doing the choreography to out tonight as you do on a fire escape and the person who lived in that apartment came out and we're like how many dicks have been inside you and then i was like five so so like truly (laughs) once you come out nothing yeah
0: yeah that was definitely poor advice yeah i almost wish that They had just like changed up the script a little bit where she was trying to get him to accept himself and live his Mm. truth. And he was like, no, I wish it was coming from him in a place of like, I'm not ready to live my truth yet. But there was something about her urging him to just like, just get through high school by being straight and then you can do Mm. what you want to do. That was like, well, this is bad advice. Maybe don't do that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because even when we skip to the end and she's, like, telling her story and stuff, she texts the friend and apologizes for lying to her, but she never texts him. And I know he runs off with that mm-hmm. man. Spoiler alert. But, like, mm-hmm. there should have been a follow-up, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he does take her up on that idea, and she agrees to pretend to have sex with him so that he won't be tormented anymore and so that she can continue to be the premier tramp of the school. Because if people are thinking you're a slut, <laughs> at least they're thinking of you. And... This is when I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I am an olive. (laughs) I I can't argue with that logic. (laughs) So the two decide on a public event, Melanie Bostick's party. And I'm just going to put a pause in it really quick. Saying two names is such like a high school thing.
0: My husband, Dr. Bald, not a medical doctor, just a man that went bald at 22, he makes fun of my family because (laughs) we are consistently using firsty-lasties. Like every person, every story my mom tells, she's like, well, you know, Jane Simpson, I ran into her the other day, and did you know that her and Carrie Thompson are like having this fight? My husband's like, I have no idea who these people are, but you are using their first and last name. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, Carrie Thompson of course. Yeah. What a bitch. Yeah. Your mom's on the right track. Your mom's on. Yeah.
1: yeah. And in your mom's defense is your husband's really dropping the ball because he has their full name. You can look them up on Facebook. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we're at Melanie Bostick's party and they put on quite a loud verbal show for everyone listening at the door. Um, so I guess Chelsea, I'm sure you had sex at a party. Tell us.
0: <laughs> Donnie. Thank you for that wonderful <laughs> intro. I'm going to add that to my resume. Chelsea, comma. Lots of sex at parties. What did you do
1: under a pool table though? What no, was that? that
0: was my first kiss was under okay. a table. My first time having yeah, sex like, oh, very public was in a <laughs> bathroom at a party and everyone mm. cheered when we emerged. <gasps> oh my god, this is so your life. You are right on the money. Wow. I feel like sex at parties was very normal in my high school mm. experience of like people mm-hmm. would just like find a closet or like someone's parents' bedroom and just, you know do their thing where did you go to high back. school chelsea in maryland i feel like that tracks <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. maryland gals big old sluts
1: <laughs> <laughs> see i didn't lose my virginity until college and then even then like gay boys have to prepare themselves um mm-hmm. and i didn't so mine even was a happy because nobody had lube so i like lost my virginity in the closet but then not really because he couldn't get in all the way <laughs> so oh i counted as losing my virginity until i actually did in the backseat of a car and then as like, oh, this is losing my virginity,
2: honey. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people will talk now about virginity being kind of a construct. Like, I I would totally count the happy (laughs) losing your virginity. Like, any kind of, like, like when you're that intimate, you know, I think you can count that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was sex at parties in middle school, evidently, but (laughs) Not high school. My high school was like very. I went to middle school in the Philippines and I went to high school in China and the high school in China was like way different. I don't know why. Mm. We're just not having sex at parties. It was not a not a part of my high school experience. What about you? Yeah, I'm trying to think.
3: I don't remember. I mean, people definitely hooked up at parties and like did quite a bit, but I don't think people were like fully having sex at parties. I could yeah. be wrong though; it might have been happening, and I just like didn't <laughs> didn't notice. <laughs> no, yeah, just, not like, at the party vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Donnie, I would count the halfy. That's very like um, Mormon floating adjacent of you. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, soaking, You're yeah, right. soaking. If there's no motion in the ocean, we're still going to heaven. <laughs> Don't I just have to say, like, our editor,
2: David, who's also my husband, is like in the room because he's recording us, but he doesn't have headphones on, so he can't hear the conversation. But he just heard me say like soaking. Yeah. And he just shook his head. It's like, what are they talking about?
3: I actually have this is a terrible segue. It's it's related to parties, but it's not related to sex at parties. But I have a fun little BTS story. Oh. Um, I should have probably cleared this with Penn, but I think I'm allowed to tell this story. But it's about Easy A and like the sort of behind the scenes. So Penn and Emma were like really good friends when they filmed that. And Emma Stone and Taylor Swift were really good friends. And he had a party in L.A. I think after the movie wrapped, but they were like all sort of hanging out. He had a party at like a really nice apartment in L.A. And I think there were a lot of celebrities there. And, you know, a a new celebrity would come in and it was like, no big deal, no big deal. Then he said, Emma and Taylor had done a photo shoot together and they were wearing matching turquoise blue dresses. And they came to the party in their matching dresses, like they hadn't had time to change yet. And he said, when he opened the door, and Emma Stone and Taylor Swift walked in with their like matching blue dresses, the entire party went quiet, like a movie. Wow. Like, and everyone was just staring. It like was at a them. record scratch. It, like <laughs> it was like a record scratch, and everyone was staring. And then like it resumed, but it was like a moment. Oh. Wow! Uh, fun little
0: BTS. That is so cool. Yeah, they're like the twins in The Shining, arriving to an early LA party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were in blue dresses. See, I <laughs>
1: imagine you the entrance from Can't Hardly Wait, but Chelsea. See once again, takes us to The Shining.
2: <laughs> I feel like you, you, you two are like Jekyll and Hyde. Like you're, you're yeah. totally opposite.
1: A match made in hell <laughs> is <laughs> what I say. Opposite. Is
3: that the tagline for I'm the cute one?
1: It is now. <laughs> So post-faux Brandon is immediately accepted by the boys (laughs) of the school while Olive is judged and ostracized the second she steps out of the bedroom, even by Rhiannon, who's upset that she is coming off as a dirty skank.
0: This is the worst best friend we have had since Lily in The Princess Diaries. (laughs) I
2: always think it's so funny in movies when because, you know, they only have like 90 minutes or whatever it is. So sometimes like characters will become really close and it's kind of like wait wait a second I missed a whole a whole yeah. thing here and I felt that way about them like the opposite I was like wait what right how did how are you holding this sign
0: like slut shaming
2: her yeah taking
0: it to a place of poster board (laughs) is really going a step further like not even just like cutting her out of your life but like you are going out to cvs and getting a poster (laughs) board and Uh a sharpie like that is dedication to the cause so
1: so olive (laughs) leans into the dirty skank image and begins turning heads when she dresses in her finest poor couture. <laughs> the first day it's pearls in a black corset as a top with her very own scarlet letter, but the look... Quickly transforms into just wearing a lot of vests, which I do understand because in 2010, uh-huh. vests were my signature look, paired with a t-shirt. There's so many photos of me at like the Jonas Brothers yes. concerts <laughs> and in a vest and duck lips. Who you knew it was for Yeah, to
2: I used to wear this. It was like a Beatles shirt. I didn't. I didn't get it from like a concert or you know any any like official place. It was from I don't know target. Yeah, yeah, and um, and a black vest. And I think I found a picture of myself recently with that outfit and a fedora. And I was like, no, this is too much, too so much good. going on. But I loved that T-shirt. I felt so cool. I was like, oh, yeah, the Beatles, you know. <laughs> Do you know them? Classic.
1: I bet Ashley Simpson had the same exact outfit.
0: (laughs) Well, That's the thing, though, and I've talked about this specific moment in time in fashion that we had in the early aughts, but for whatever reason they wanted us all to dress like little tiny business women. Like, men and women, we were all ready to spend a day in the cubicle. Like, why were we wearing slacks and vests? Why was I wearing, like, a pencil skirt out to Mm -hmm. the club with, like, a nice statement necklace piece? I'm, like, Mm -hmm. drinking for loco and ready to
1: like clock in <laughs> very odd
3: I definitely had a pencil skirt phase where
1: I was like obsessed uh, with them yeah for sure You and everybody else you yeah. were you were not alone it was the thing <laughs> so the only person that doesn't seem to be judging Olive is her first almost kiss as a child, the school's mascot, Woodchuck Todd. Well, him and the school's rejects who start paying her in gift cards to say she fooled around with them in order to get them off the bottom tier of the school's social ladder. And Olive's life is quickly getting away from her and it's not the 80s movie with an unnecessary musical number she always dreamed of. So her favorite teacher, Mr. Griffith, suggests his wife, the school guidance counselor, meets with her because she clearly has things she needs to talk about. But it turns out she's terrible at her job. So Olive goes one more day holding on to her secret.
0: I love Lisa Kudrow. And Mm -hmm. even in this role, there were moments that I'm like, wait, are we supposed to be rooting for her? But it's just because I'm used to rooting for her. (laughs) But she really is a demon. She is a full garbage goblin in this movie. This character is terrible.
2: You think she's gonna redeem herself when she is like, no, you can't take this on for me, Olive. And then she doesn't. She doesn't redeem herself. It was fun to see Lisa
3: play against type. Yeah, and yeah. I thought she did it really well. But yeah, definitely a character that you're like confused because you're used to liking Lisa, and then she's just so awful. Yeah.
1: And I feel that maybe it's her acting or the way it was written, but I feel like they wanted you to not know too, and maybe yeah. that's why they cast her as well. But I did go back and forth, like yeah. whenever I thought I maybe could like her, I clung on to it. And then I was like, no, actually burn her at the stake. Let's make this a crucible retelling and stuff. Yeah, really <laughs> worse. I saw Mrs. Griffiths with the devil. So <laughs> Olive has a soul and a lot more patience and heart than I could ever have. So when she sees Marianne, the stuck-up Jesus freak, is having a tough day, she comforts her, which Marianne takes as a sign that she finally got through to her, and a 12-hour friendship begins. That is until Marianne's <laughs> boyfriend gets chlamydia, and He blames it on Olive, but the tea is that he really got it from the guidance counselor who's bad at her job and her marriage. So Olive continues to help the downtrodden because she doesn't want Mr. Griffith's marriage to crumble and confesses that she did indeed give him chlamydia. Chelsea, did I tell you when I got scabies? (laughs) No. In college, I slept with someone I didn't know in his friend's roommate's bed. So like where the scabies come from is literally three options. I have no idea. But I slept with someone in his friend's roommate's bed got scabies and then I didn't know what it was I just knew I couldn't sleep at night because I itched so bad oh. but I was like oh that could be a skin condition who knows what it is <laughs> so then I gave it to my whole family my sister gave it to her best friend and her whole family I gave it to my best friend and her whole family who then gave it to her boyfriend and his whole family so I was like
3: you were patient, patient zero, zero. So is it just scabies? spread like on contact just like if you like hug someone who has yeah. it yeah no imagine yeah. If it was an
2: STI and all those people <laughs>
3: I'm
0: like a little concerned yeah. when you said I gave it
2: to my sister.
3: No, well, Donnie's
0: dad was doing the licking game. And so full circle, full circle. moment. Yeah. Isn't scabies what pirates
2: have? Scurvy. Scurvy. <laughs> Is scabies like when the bugs lay eggs under your skin?
1: Yeah, that. Oh, okay. Uh uh-huh. And they itch more at night. And I think it's because of the dark but because of that i just knew i itched more at night so i would sleep with the lights on Mm. (laughs) and it did help the lights helped yeah a little bit and then what's crazy is my roommate in college she was like i have bad dry skin too so she would lend me her brush to scratch my skin she never got it that is crazy that's That's
2: wild
3: some sort of immunity
0: i hate so much about this story
1: So the Christian group gets wind of this and do what they do best, not mind their own business and torment her and try to get her expelled. And her former best friend, Rhiannon, is included. So Olive informs her parents of the rumor and warns them that if they hear anything around town, to shrug it off and walk away because she has everything under control. So I do want to talk about the parents really quickly here. Mm -hmm. I loved them. Mm -hmm. There were a couple things racially that the father said that I was like, this was Mm -hmm. supposed to be funny and it's not anymore. But, like, as a whole, their parenting style, I loved.
2: Yeah, I thought they were so cute with her. It was, like, really sweet to see their relationship. I, my parent, I was very close with my parents. They were not that lax. <laughs> not as lax as Stanley Tucci. But, yeah. like, I was able to be really open with them. So it reminded me a little bit of my parents, which I liked. Yeah, I really enjoyed
3: the parent relationship, too, but couldn't relate at all. <laughs> like, my mom was no. so strict and very involved and yeah
1: <laughs> I feel like gentle parenting is such a thing now but I feel like this is the first time we saw it on like a public platform mm. yeah it's yeah, very that's like
0: true. Grace and Frankie yeah. is now yes. what I see yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but like 10 years before that mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci's the first. an icon yeah, yeah. <laughs> So after building quite a resume of fake suitors, Olive finally gets asked on a real date to the Lobster Shack. It becomes clear, though, that he only asked her out because he thought she was actually having sex for money, or in this case, a $200 Home Depot (laughs) gift card.
0: I do love that she never transcends to just cash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's always a gift card, and she's, like, listing out, like, TJ Maxx, Home Depot, (laughs) and it's like... But at what point in her career could she be, like... You know, I'd love a Visa gift card (laughs) and I maybe pick what I'm spending my money on. I know. I know. seems so useless.
1: <laughs> I wonder if from a writer's standpoint, they thought that crossed the line. <laughs> like, if she does this for money, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a moral line we it's can't not as, cross. like, silly
0: and fun. <laughs> or yeah. maybe they were going the Josie and the Pussycats route, and oh. that was all sponsored, name dropping. Oh, my gosh. That's actually
3: probably what it was. Yeah. I didn't and even Home think of that. Home Depot
0: like, $200 is what we <laughs> would pay for a girl's <laughs> virginity. Yeah. Hashtag oh, capitalism. Genius.
3: <laughs> we should look into this. I want to know now if Home Depot sponsored Easy.
1: If Penn had any um, Home Depot employees at that party, then we <laughs> <Yeah>. know that.
3: <laughs> Let me write down. LS
1: Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> So Woodchuck Todd drives her home where he lets her vent before asking to kiss her. She tells him not right now because her life is a mess, but it does introduce her to the idea that good people actually do exist. So she plans on asking Brandon to set the record straight and tell people the truth. Unfortunately, in a plot loosely out of Huck Finn, he came out to his mother and ran away with a big black man. That is in the movie. I don't feel right saying it. I believe
0: the words were actually big, hulking black men. Which made my butthole Pull clench initially and then later when we see just like an 18 year old black Twink, boy yeah
1: I'm
0: <laughs> like okay cool yeah cool 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 now my anus has just inverted yeah it's clenching yeah.
1: So really. what's crazy if they dusted off the from lizzie mcguire to say that line i mean god bless i love seeing her on my screen but could you imagine Coming out of retirement to say, <laughs> to say that, that line.
2: <laughs> retirement, geez. Yeah. Yeah, there was a little, a lot of s- racial stuff in this film that kind of mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way. Like there was one point where she's doing all those like dealings of they have a montage of <laughs> exchanging gift cards. And then she, she calls one of the kids like Carlito and she's like, I know he wasn't Latino, but all this wheeling and dealing made me I, I forgot what she said but I was like wait yeah. that feels like you knew it was racist and then you like tried to make up for it by being like it's a joke he's not mm. actually mm. let you know like you yeah. really dug yeah. yourself mm. and then the she
0: follows it up by saying like give me the gift card essay mm. and it was like,
2: oh, oh, I, miss like <laughs> no, I was like yeah. furiously <laughs> typing in my iPhone notes like <laughs> <Yeah>. not cool <laughs> fuck this
1: yeah. yeah we're all on the same page there yeah <laughs> So everyone else that could possibly stick up for her is a piece of garbage. Nobody stands up for Olive. So Olive finally gets her music number when she performs Knock on Wood at the pep rally with a full backup from the marching band. And then advertises her live web show where she'll be having sex with Wood Chuck Todd who she has already stripped down on the middle of the basketball court. And it's not until after all of this happens that the principal finally puts an end to it. (laughs)
3: So So much is happening. Circling back to the distinguished school, I'm going to agree with Chelsea. Strip them
0: of it. (laughs) Please. This faculty is trash from... H to T, as Tyro said (laughs) on America's Next Top Model, (laughs) except for the English teacher. He seems to be like the one beacon of hope in this just dumpster fire of a school. But like... There was clearly rehearsals for this. The marching band knew the notes. They knew the set change. They knew what was happening. And this oh, principal yeah. was like, let the show go on. This is just showbiz, baby. And then he's like, all right, now that it's over, do you got an encore first? Let me make sure. Like, are you going to come out for one
1: more? All right, no, get to my office. <laughs>
2: so true. Yeah, it was wild 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 west that's school.
1: yeah and then she even says like on the microphone maybe you should ask mrs griffith if you want me to say so like clearly something's going on there and we're just not going to follow up yeah okay fine. <laughs> So the whole school tunes in for Olive's live show, which it turns out is not a sex tape, but is a place for Olive to tell her story. And it's only interrupted by Todd, who gives Olive the 80s movie ending of her dreams. A say-anything boombox, a can't-buy-me-love lawnmower, a breakfast club fist pump, and a male lead objectively hotter than John Cusack or Patrick Dempsey. So congratulations, Penn. And now Penn will tune in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you just do a little clip package of us calling him? a scholar and then us calling him hot and just like wow you know we recorded for an hour and 10 minutes but it was just a two-minute episode so weird
2: that was all that was usable <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's the end. so final final thoughts about this movie if we were to bring this movie to present day who would we cast in a remake or what would the plot to a sequel be
2: good question i think the sequel <laughs> I would like to follow the parents. Mm. Maybe it's a prequel. I want to know their love story. How did they get together? How did they end up these cool ass parents? Like a parenting class and a movie in one. I'm gonna I second the prequel. I like yeah. that. Okay. Can we edit it so that I say it first? If I were to do it
0: <laughs> always trying to take credit. <laughs> I would like a post quill, if you will. Mm. Just a <clears throat> just a a yeah. <laughs> um I, I would a like a mini series that follows the terrible guidance counselor mm-hmm. played by yes. Lisa Kudrow just because I need her yes. on my right. screen yeah. always. But I want to watch her navigate being canceled, losing her job and like possibly going to jail because I do <laughs> know like they did do a good job of like beating us over the head with the <laughs> fact that the student she is sleeping with is 22, mm-hmm. but she's still like in a power position. Sure. She would still definitely lose her job. Yeah. So I want to see yeah. her just navigate all of that.
1: that. I would watch. <laughs> so it was announced in June 2019 that an EZA spinoff was in the works, which would be set in this school, but with different characters so that's real life but then that gave me an idea that I wish like now it's 12 years later obviously these people can't play high school students anymore but I think it would have been cool if right after this movie came out if there were a bunch of movies that were set in the same school but based on different classic literature mm, so like Emma Stone yeah. was the lead in this but then she's like she just has two lines in this one that's about the crucible yeah. with Ali Michalka as the lead that yeah. is So that been fun. that's a great idea <laughs> thank you i mean it's too late to do anything with now but yeah. if Penn and emma want to play 12 years younger give me a check i'll do it
0: <laughs> so last thoughts of the episode we've talked a lot about what aged like blockbuster in terms of just like the kind of cringy homophobia the blatant racism anything else for us that aged well or also aged poorly like blockbuster
1: I don't want to say it, but wearing vests as a fashion statement <laughs> did age like blockbuster. But with that said, only because like in hindsight, it's crazy. If a Gen Z tells me to wear a vest tomorrow, I will. Like if it's back, I'll wear it in a second. And with um, what are those called? Puka, puka shells? shells. Oh my I god, I'll wear them in a second. Find
0: a way to bring up the puka <laughs> shells. No,
2: well, Donnie, you're in luck because vests are coming back. They are. No, coming back. yeah. Let me tell you
0: something.
1: I just like stopped following fashion after I was so fashionable with my vest. So all the vests I wore back then, I still own. I'm ready.
0: I'm ready.
3: Guys, if you're on audio only, he's actually putting on a vest right now.
0: (laughs) You got to subscribe to the Patreon to see. oh, my God, is that, is that the vest that Kim Zolciak wore in the Atlanta reunion? And the
1: fedora, it is.
0: I think that the cast aged well, despite yes. what Donnie said earlier. I think that, I mean, we had a random kind of cameo from Fred Armisen. We had yes. the Tooch. We had Emma Stone. We had the co-host of your wonderful Mm -hmm. podcast that you'll get to plug again in a moment, Mm -hmm. Penn Badgley. It was just a star-studded event. And the fact that this was kind of Emma Stone's breakout, she killed this role. Mm -hmm, Like, she should have all of the success she has and more. And then I loved, like, a couple of the lines in this movie. There was one that I wrote down that ages well, where they said, the only thing that trumps religion is capitalism. And I was just like, (laughs) So true. (laughs) Wow.
2: Yeah, I loved that they wore Sophie shorts. I wish that Sophie (laughs) shorts would come back. I felt so attached to them because that's my name, obviously. Um... But yeah, I was gonna say Ben. I feel like Ben aged really well. I'm like yeah. surprised. What's what's in his water? It's Evian, actually. That's what it
1: is. <laughs> Thank you. that's the secret. Folks. And I think, like
2: we said before, they were like trying. I think they were like right on the right on the line, and they just needed a couple more years of understanding <laughs> and like mm-hmm. yeah, societal growth to really get there. But I appreciated that for 2010. It was it was it was pretty good. I feel yeah. like corsets have
3: aged well. Don't you feel like people sometimes mm. just, like, wear corsets as a fashion moment?
1: Yes, it's no? yes. very yes. 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 Lady Marmalade, yeah.
0: I was going to say, Kim Kardashian is going to break a rib any day now with, like, her <laughs> yeah. cinching situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah so that brings us to the end so thank you both for coming
0: thanks for having
3: us so fun of, yeah oh, this was bizarre. a riot
0: I loved it. <laughs> you're gonna sign off and be like and we are blocking their email never again but one more time for everybody because you've had some i mean you guys are so hysterical i love your show and you've had some amazing guests on recently amy schumer like tell everybody any upcoming guests if you can spill the tea or just more about your show when this
3: airs our guest will be Chase Crawford. So that's oh. really exciting. Yeah. Um so. should,
0: should we reveal one more guest?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We also have Shay Mitchell coming on the show. Oh.
3: I think we can yeah. say when
0: who's timely appropriate. Yes,
3: yeah. Lisa Kudrow is coming on the show. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh no, if you have a message, if <laughs> you have something you well, want to well, picture say to her. my oh, miniseries yeah. idea. Let's make it happen. Yes. Oh my god, if you can get her to admit that there's going to be a Romeo and Michelle mm. sequel, please, like please, please. I think podcast like, is exactly
3: out. the place where she.
2: <laughs> she
0: would Tell want me that about to your middle out. school trauma. Speaking of middle school, I watched Romeo and Michelle. Will there be another? Thank (laughs) love it word for word that's what we'll
2: say yeah go go and listen to podcasts you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts
1: perfect thank you
2: thank you so much this was so fun
1: of course and thank you everyone for listening we will talk to you later love Love you like like a sister. sister
0: Thank you for listening to I Am the Cute One, a nostalgia podcast.
1: If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at realdonnywood on Instagram and TikTok.
0: And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Charles on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash iamthecuteone.
1: And go to iamthecuteone.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk Talk to you later. Later. Love you like a sister. sister.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.